actually awake. I feel awake. So, yeah. Got my coffee, got my tablet. We got five questions to go through. More questions. I like it. And here we go in three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Oh, it's a fan making noise. You know, I sit here, and, and the coffee's ready, and I'm counting down. And I'm really excited that there's coffee. And sometimes I just want to be like, I can start drinking coffee. They won't know, but I don't do it. Because I don't want to lie. I don't want to be a liar. Well, yesterday was a pretty good day. Uh, got through, I mentioned on yesterday's show, the book. The Martial Artist Handbook, uh, which we'll talk about more. But everything that didn't relate to that was done by one, and that included lunch and doing some things around the house to clean up. It was an incredibly productive day. Probably the most productive Monday I've had in a long time, and that felt really nice. Uh, and I don't know how much of this correlated, but I've not been making breakfast. Right? I talked about that yesterday. I've been doing bulletproof coffee for a few days. I didn't spend time in the kitchen making breakfast with the TV on while I did it. I just, I just started. And we're going to continue that and hope we knock on wood that that trend continues. Because I like being done with work at, you know, noon it means I can spend the rest of the day doing things I want to do now yesterday the things that I wanted to do were still work uh, it was the book martial artist handbook which I made a quick edit through not in reading it but just through Microsoft Word you know grammar spell check stuff like that and long it's 140 Microsoft Word pages it's over 50,000 words whoops I didn't mean to make it that long oh well uh, what's next so there are two things going on simultaneously there is the Amazon Kindle pre-sale which is going on now and that's out there that's available you can find that you search for the Martial Artist Handbook on Amazon, you'll find it. Uh, if you go to whistlekick.com, there's a new section under the store called Books. And the two prominent books, I don't know if prominent is the right word, but the two full books, call that, that I've written. Martial Artist Handbook and then How Not to Throw a Martial Arts Competition Tournament. I forget the exact title of that book. Uh, there are links to the Amazon pages from there so if it's easier you go to whistlekick.com so you can uh, 
you can pre-buy, pre-order, pre-order. There's the word. Wow, that word was not there. You can pre-order the book in Kindle format. Uh, it's scheduled to come out on the 13th. We'll see if that happens. I mean, it will. It's just a question of how edited it is. Uh, right now, it's in the hands of several more people who have promised me their edits by Friday morning. Because Friday is going to be all about integrating those edits and getting that copy uploaded. If it's good enough, then we move on to the paperback copy. And from there, I'll open it up for people to be able to to order and probably do some some options for getting signed copies and the audiobook is supposed to be finished by the end of the weekend and from there I'll upload it to Audible which I have not done anything with an audiobook yet I'm excited for this book. Um, I'm excited because it encompasses a lot of my beliefs. Well, thank you, Stacy. Stacy, Stacy says, "Sign me up for a signed copy." That's a lot of S's. It's too early for so many S's. Uh, what was I saying? Oh. Uh, this book encompasses a lot of things that I know, a lot of things that I believe, and I'm I'm hopeful it's it's well received. Uh, admittedly, I'm you know I've talked about the book Zen and the Martial Arts and how important that book is for me, and that book was kind of my inspiration. Now, of course, that book is much much smaller. I think you can read the whole thing in an hour. You're not getting through this in an hour. And that's because the material is different. That book is about philosophically how you approach your training. And this book is about how you approach your training, not just philosophically, physically, uh, conversationally. Etc. It addresses a lot of the questions that I had growing up. It addresses the thoughts that I've had over the last five, nearly five years of doing martial arts radio. Four and a half years. I don't think we can round up yet. So that's what it is. Um, we're going to make a splash about it uh, with social media. Probably drops up with the newsletter. And uh, we'll go from there. So. All right. Well, what's going on today? Uh, I got an interview at some point later today. Late at, early afternoon, I think. Uh, got email to get through. Uh... There's some other things with regard to the book I want to work on. I'll go to the gym. That's the day. That's what's scheduled. That's what's planned. And we got.
got some questions here. So let's go through them. Let's, uh, let's start. Got a couple questions that came in from Wesley. Thanks for dropping those, Wes. Good morning. What social platforms do you pers use personally as well as professionally? Also really digging the daily training on Instagram. So we'll work backwards. What Wes is referring to is Two Minute Martial Arts, which is a separate social media account, training.whistlekick.com. And I think I've talked about that before, but we put it out on social media. We make it easy for you. The idea is that everybody has two minutes a day that they could tr spend training. And if you do that, that's quite a few minutes of extra training. And because we're addressing very simple concepts in there and these concepts apply across martial arts, it can be beneficial for anyone. So if you look up Whistlekick training, you'll see it. Uh, training.whistlekick.com, you'll see the blog, you can subscribe to it. And we are working on expanding those training offerings. We got some, some stuff coming, uh, hopefully in, well, it, it, I mean, I'll be shocked if it's not in the first quarter, but maybe even January. To give you more training options. Uh, Social media. So Whistlekick is primarily Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Uh, we recycle some content onto Twitter. Uh, there's a Tumblr account that is just recycled content. And that's it. Now, personally, I'm on Facebook. That's my primary interaction with others. I am on Instagram. I go through phases, whether or not I'm posting there. Right now, I've not been posting there. Snapchat, like that much. Twitter, even less. YouTube, somehow less than that. I've got all these accounts. I don't use them. Because the same way that, that I would be using social media professionally that's what we're doing with the Whistlekick social media accounts. Um, so yeah, feel free, to, feel free to follow me or Whistlekick or both, whatever. Um, oh, I'll say it now and I'll try to remember to remind you before the end. 8 p.m. Eastern tonight, Martial Arts Radio Live. It's our third one. We keep tweaking it, we keep adjusting it. Uh, the current question right now is where am I going to do it because the warehouse is 34 degrees So I'm not doing it out there. It was one thing when it was 45 45 I can handle 35. I'm not sitting out there doing that. That's too cold Maybe sitting there all bundled up um, And if you are on Facebook, there's a There's an event and there are questions and things that go on in those events. Shout out to Gabe for putting all that together. And if you pop over there, you can you can help shape how that show goes. Because I pretty much just show up and I get some marching orders and I read stuff and interact with the people in chat. It's fun. All right, next question. Also, would you mind sharing with us about the book, Publishing Company, anyone the book is dedicated to? Uh, it's being self-published through Amazon. Uh, it is my hope that this book does well enough that a quote-unquote real publisher might be interested in my next book. Uh, the dedication is, there is a dedication, I'm not going to share it. Uh, 
yeah, everything else, you're going to have to read it. The sections are short, you know. Um, and it's based on martial arts radio. You know, it's not just recycled. It's all new. Subject matter is, isn't, because there's only so much you could talk about. But it's rewritten. Every bit of it. Which is why it took so long. Because I wasn't just going to take the transcripts and just copy and paste them into a book. I mean, we're doing that with some of the interview episodes. Some of the more prominent folks. Uh, June Reese just went live yesterday as a Kindle. And that's, honestly, that's more of just trying to expose more people to the show than anything else. I'd make them free if I could, but Amazon makes me charge 99 cents. So that's what we do. And we'll roll out more and more of those. And we got a few questions coming in from Frank. Do you eat any special foods if you have a cold or flu? Yes. So the first thing I do is I do not eat any dairy. Dairy will lower your body temperature. That's why ice cream is so good in the summer. It's not just because it's cold. It's not just because it tastes good, but it literally can help bring your body temperature down. So when you're sick, this is why uh, eating dairy, you know, will often cause some kind of phlegm response and you get a runny nose and you're all gross. It's because your body is trying to fight off the cold and then you're asking it to do something that it doesn't really want to do. It actually wants to bring its temperature up. And so I try to eat foods that support that. I eat a lot of spicy food when I'm sick. I eat a lot of spicy food generally, but I eat a lot of spicy food when I'm sick. I'll put extra hot sauce or pepper flakes or whatever on whatever it is I'm eating. And that helps. Uh, anything else special that I do? I don't, no alcohol. Um, because that's just sugar. You know, I try not to, I try to cut back on sugar even more than I normally do. Sugar just feeds the, the little critters and helps them populate. I'll usually cut back on caffeine and yeah, that's it. How do you beat the winter blues? Ah, so seasonal affective disorder is a real thing. And it's something that I used to deal with worse, or I used to experience worse than I do now. Um, back before I really understood how bad they were, uh, one of the gyms that I attended had tanning booths and I had read about the light from tanning booths and how it could have helped seasonal affective disorder. So I started going in the tanning booths and it helped tremendously. Recommended it to a friend of mine as, as well at one point and because he really struggled through the winter and he found it, you know, he would go once a month and it made a huge difference for him. I don't go in tanning booths anymore. I don't even know if there are any anymore. But I have a little light on my desk that 
makes blue light and I keep it on when I'm at my desk in the morning and that helps you know some blue light on my face I do try to get outside it's not easy um, there's a decent amount of natural light in here, especially with uh, with the new patio door. So I just, I try to get as much blue light as I can in the morning. Not at night, because I don't mess up your sleep. Um, and I just try to be active, you know, whether that's going to the gym or if everything lines up between schedule and weather, I go for a hike. I'm not someone who goes for a hike when it's crazy cold. I have a friend. <laughs> She's nuts. Uh, she'll go hike. She'll start hikes when, even if the bottom of the mountain's ten below. Um, yeah, my, my girl's gonna lose her nose one day, but it's her passion, so I get it. Uh, Stacy says I love my Verilux light, which is a Waterbury company. I did not know that. Uh, mine is not from Verilux, but I know that brand. I just didn't know that they were local. Oh, that's super cool. It may not be surprising to those of you who live in, you know, larger areas, but when you have a, an entire state of 600, 630,000 people, like our entire state isn't even a million people, and you find out that some national brand is based here, like Ben & Jerry's or Curry Green Mountain, it's kind of neat. Vermont teddy bear. Uh, Stacy says, I work two floors underground, no light. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, those lights are helpful. So that that's a, that's a bit, it's activity and it's light. Those are the two big things that help me there. And our last question, remember, if you want to ask a question, drop it below. Vermont winters are long. <laughs> yes. Do you do things to prepare for them? If so, what? So first off, Vermont winters are long. We generally have snowfall as late as early May, and it usually starts in October. So think about that. June, July, August, September. Those are the four months we don't have snow. Now, May and October also tend to have some nice weather. So you could kind of call it half the year. Winter is half the year in Vermont. We definitely have winter through April even though it's no longer officially winter and it's spring. Uh, and it's definitely winter starting in November, even though that doesn't start until, what is it, December 20th, 21st, that we switch over. We're, it's, still, it's still fall. It's not, it's winter. Which is why we don't have a rule about when you have to take your snow tires off in Vermont. You can run them all year round, and some people do. So what do we do to prepare? Um, I have a wood stove and oil heat. I make sure that I've got enough wood. I've got um, a small wood rack in the attached garage, so I can just go out and grab it. I make sure that's full before winter. I make sure that the oil tank is, that the oil tanks are full, that the furnace is clean, that the chimney is clean, you know, everything's expect inspected. Um, those are probably number one. Make sure that you're not going to freeze to death. That's pretty important. Uh, 
pull the battery on the motorcycle, put that on a charger, um, make sure the snowblower is good to go, pick up all the gardening stuff in the yard. There's a, there's a fine line. This is, this is funny. Um, because you can have a frost, you know, as, as early as, as early September, you've got to watch your harvest, you know, watch what you've been growing outside and you're trying to time it. You're trying to let everything go as long as you can, but grab it before it freezes. And some people are not good about that. I have a, a notification that comes in in my email if it's going to freeze overnight and obviously I'm ignoring that seven eight months out of the year but that's what helps me determine when the plants go out on the porch oh I pull the plants back in off the porch they have to be inside plants for the next eight months uh, I pull the plants in and it just, it helps me determine, oh, okay, gotta grab the harvest today, because I might not be here tomorrow. Uh, I, I made a dumb, I did a dumb thing, and I'm still surprised that I did something so so silly. But I grew potatoes in um, these big nylon bags. They're, they're, like, they're like tarps, if you know what tarps are made of. It's like those, they're heavy tarps. And I think they're seven gallons. And I grew potatoes this year. I started them inside, put them outside, and I got a ton of potatoes, it was great and I left them in the bags on the porch because you can keep potatoes in dirt and that's how they, they keep, except that they froze because I should have put them in the garage where it wasn't gonna freeze. So I went in to grab some and they were all frozen. I went, oh yeah, whoops. But it was my first time doing that. So I'll, uh, I'll probably have several more bags for next summer because I'm not a big fan of store-bought potatoes. They're okay. They're good. I like mashed potatoes. But fret, but potatoes you grew, especially potatoes that you can go in, pull out of the dirt, and wash off and cook. There's nothing like fresh potatoes. They're so good. If you've not been fortunate enough to have some, you can get those bags on Amazon for like, I think it was 10 bucks, 12 bucks for two of them. And Potatoes are about the easiest thing in the world to grow. Go to the store, spend $2 on potatoes, leave them in a dark place, and they'll start doing their thing. That's, that's, that's how I pantomime potatoes growing. Uh, and then you just cut them up into pieces and put them in dirt. It's easy. Yeah, mashed potato time, Stacy said. Um, other than that, I think what we're doing to prepare is a mindset. You know, it's, oh, swapping out clothes. A lot of us have our winter clothes put away over the summer and vice versa and you swap them out. Um, that's kind of a sad day when you put the summer clothes away. Yeah, you just, you just get ready. You get ready to be cold. I like winter this time of year because it's not super cold yet. You know, we haven't, you know, we're not into the 20 below stuff. Um, there isn't, you know, three feet of snow on the roof. And I'm not sick of it yet. February, that's when I start to get sick of it. April, I'm definitely sick of it. So, 
as a as an old timer once told me, if you can't handle the winters, you don't deserve the summers. And Vermont summers are amazing. I think that's a good place to call it. Remember, if you want to ask a question, drop it below. I'll answer it tomorrow. Subscribe, turn on notifications. We do this show every weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. Eastern here on YouTube. Catch it later in your podcast app or at firstcupwithjeremy.com. Martial Arts Radio Live tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. We will upload the video later to YouTube so you can catch it. But if you can, come by live, interact. It's this, but with way more people. I think last time we had, um, I think we were averaging 40 people. And that might grow. Who knows? But it's fun. It's fun to interact with everyone like that. And go pre-order the book. The Martial Artist Handbook. All right, here's your homework. When we talk about preparing for winter or for competition or for anything, it's a, it's a mindset, but there are often actions. And the mindset, I think, is the important part. Because when we're preparing, what are we doing? We're contemplating what is going to happen and what could happen. And I think that that's a wonderful habit, a wonderful mindset, when we think about martial arts and self-defense and really just something to bring into the rest of the world. So your job today, your homework today, is to contemplate what's going to happen, what could happen, and how you prepare for it. Because remember, you will all you will only ever be over-prepared or under-prepared. You can never be perfectly prepared because things happen. I choose to always be over-prepared because I'm never gonna, I never want to be under-prepared. Sometimes it happens, but I aim for over-preparation. Just take a look at what preparation means in the things that you have going on today. Work and maybe training, maybe some social stuff after work. What are things that could not go right? Do you have a change of clothes in your car or in a backpack with you? You should. Do you have, you know, a few bucks in cash in case you need to take a cab or a bus or buy a few dollars in gas? You should. It can be really frustrating and, and even stressful to contemplate what could go wrong. But things will always go wrong. We adapt to them. Make preparation part of your habit as you go through life. And when things don't go the way they're supposed to, you won't be as impacted by them. Something most of us in Vermont dealing with winter are used to, used to doing. We prepare. So I hope you have a fantastic day. Drop me some questions. I'll answer tomorrow. And I will see you back here bright and early. Have a great one. Peace.